Good morning, good morning. Dr. Gary on the road. We sell dental practices nationwide. We are nationwide dental practice brokers currently in 27 states right now. Trying to bring you current information as it's breaking. Today's topic is case study. Why three sellers of dental practices are having their sale closing delayed. We're gonna get into that now. What happened? This is three different cases. We now have 10 employees. We're in 27 states selling dental practices nationwide. If you need to get in contact with us, our phone number is 201-663-0935. Our website is dentalpracticeguide.com. Our other website is dental, Nationwide Dental Practice Brokers. Com. So you can get in touch with us with that. We're available to you 363 days a year. We take off Christmas and Easter. You can reach us seven days a week, 7.30 a.m. East Coast time to 9.30 p.m. Just give us a call. We'll be more than happy to talk to you. Even if you just have an inquiry, you have a question, we always give free advice. We've been doing this for 12 years now. And we've gained a little bit of knowledge. Although I will tell you, virtually every deal is a new twist. is a little different than the other one. Never had two deals alike. We just went through a nightmare deal. It was a very low deal. It was like below $250,000. It was a nightmare. The seller really gave us a hard time. And there was no landlord involved. So every deal is different. If you're thinking about selling to a DSO... Uh, we will often sell to them, to the larger practices. We are independent. We have nothing involved with the DSOs, and we switch and change who we think the best DSO is for your purposes. Often our legal our, our commission is paid, so generally there's no commission to you at all. They're looking for practices historically above above a million dollars and about four or five operatories historically. But there are ones that will go lower than that. But certainly give us a call. We can discuss this with you. Anyway, let's get into this. We have a case study here. We have three different sellers. Every single one of the closings are delayed at least 30 days. And despite who can who tells you what, and they're going to go to a quick closing, especially the DSOs, forget it. It doesn't happen. Very few around the country can close rapidly. They'll tell you to close, quick close, 60 days. Not happening. There may be a few, and I'd say maybe 10% or less, more like 5% or less, can really move on things and move on things rapidly. Historically, it doesn't happen. Um, now, the private practices uh, will move faster. It's 45 days or less. If it involves real estate, it's 60 to 90 days. One of the keys is that you have uh, to answer this, or prevent the problem. We're going to go over all three scenarios. We've talked about this before. To prevent the problem, you need a dental attorney, very experienced, excuse me, for the seller. And the buyer needs a dental attorney plus a dental bank. 
around the country, there's only about five of them, six of them around the whole country. So, uh, you know, be aware of that. There are community banks, and but you want to go with one of the big banks. They have the best interest rate, and they have flexibility. And if you get into trouble with your loan, they have programs. If you get sick or whatever, they have programs of interest-free or no interest or no payments at all for a few months. They have programs like that. But the default rate is so low in dentistry. Virtually the only people that uh, don't do well are the ones that spend an excessive amount of money when they first buy the practice renovating or, or trying to build from scratch and they have no base, no advertising, leave no money for advertising. It's so foolish what they do. Blow all this money on CAT scans. Not that CAT scans are a quality piece of equipment, but come on now. Put that money into advertising first. Bring the people in, then get the CAT scan. You can always get the mobile CAT scans to come to you or the patient, or you could send them to a radiological center. But either way, um, the default rate is so low. Or if the dentist, unfortunately, uh, occasionally gets involved in drugs and alcohol. But basically, the default rate is very low. So let's go over these scenarios. Why are they always late? Why does it take forever to go to closing? every single time what is this story and we'll try to go over that with you now so case scenario number one this is with a dso all right they have this protocol of doing due diligence after these all these deals i'm talking about have already rendered a letter of intent already moving towards the closing table why so many delays constantly uh, we as brokers, uh, I'll tell you, it's not us that's delayed because we stay on top of this on the weekends, on the holidays, and it's a holiday weekend now and we're talking to you. That's what we do. We're answering the phone on this weekend. I had several opportunities. I had, uh, we had an appraisal coming up. We have two new deals coming up. We answered the phone. We had a million dollar practice. I can't believe it hasn't been sold yet. Uh, that called us, uh, we pick up a phone. We simply pick up the phone every single day. And if I'm in the South Pacific sailing on a cruise ship, my staff has the phone and I'll be on the, uh, even if I'm an eight hour time difference, I'm checking the emails twice a day. So I'm on this. All right, so the uh, this scenario, so DSL. I've talked about this in the past. They had a site visit set up. Oh, the woman got sick or the doc, or the, the person got sick or had a legitimate excuse, but it pushed the entire process a week behind, one week behind. Then there was another one that they have this boilerplate uh, due diligence list and they didn't really check what they had already, so much of the information they had. It wasted more time. And actually, why didn't they get the due diligence list out immediately after the letter of intent was accepted, okay, on both sides, we're ready to move forward. Why did they wait two weeks <clears throat> to send in the due diligence list, meaning uh, extra questions on tax returns or additional documents they didn't have during the letter of intent? They could have done that research and easily, easily, um, got a two-week start, helped the buyer out, helped the seller out a little bit. But now they had to wait until they got everything together. They make a pre-presentation and an introduction. They call it a kickoff uh, meeting. Well, what is a kickoff meeting? Give me a break. Before that kickoff meeting, send me everything you need. 
get me your information package. So when you have your kickoff meeting by phone, we've already given you all your information. So I'm talking about three weeks delay right from the beginning with this one DSO. Give me all your information right away. You know, you ask him for it. Oh, well, we're going to tailor it or we can't do that. We have a protocol. We don't give the due diligence checklist until we have our kickoff meeting. It's like, what are you freaking talking about? Get me the list of what you need, the generic list if it is. I realize some every practice is a little different. Give me the generic list of what you need right now, and we'll work on it before you have your kickoff meeting. So with this one DSO, they're behind because the one staff member couldn't make it, pushed everything behind, and then another problem happened. Another member of the team, you would think they have backup people for their due diligence or their kickoff meetings. No, they have a set number of people. Well, it happened again that the other person hit some kind of uh, legitimate problem, put everything behind again. Well, why don't you have Mr. or Mrs. DSO company? Why don't you have a backup uh, kickoff meeting person? Why don't you have a backup? They can't make it. Send me somebody else. This is very annoying, I find. Now, we are three weeks behind on this one deal. And we're into the second month. Now, this was a simple sale with no landlord involved. Uh, very little, if any, staff were involved. More of a record sale type thing. And uh, it's like, what are these freaking delays? And this is what happens. So there's a three-week delay I'm talking about on scenario one. Well, it's the weekend, and I'm going to get on their case. I'm going to say, okay, you've already lost three weeks. What can you do to make it up? I'll go right to the CEO. Maybe he doesn't know what's going on, but I'm going to him. And then I may not work with them again in the future. Again, we try to filter out the DSOs who are going to deliver. You're not going to deliver. I'm not going to, you know, that's why we're different. We're not in anybody's pocket. We don't get, you know, we're independent. We're not these, uh, what do they call them, strategic partnerships? I don't have to have any strategic partnerships. If you can't deliver, we're not working with you. We worked with you last year, but if you can't deliver this year, well, we're not going to work with you again. I'm going to choose another DSO to work with. We're not working with you. So we'll change with that. So we don't have a strategic partner. We have several banks on the private end that we do recommend. We have several attorneys that are great attorneys. But you start slowing up and as an attorney and you're not going to deliver it to my client, I'm sorry. I'm not going to ask you again. I don't get anything out of it. I want to go to closing. That's what I want to do. Get a successful sale together with a qualified buyer or seller that the buyer is going to carry on and is, is going to you know carry on your message and a, successful, and a seller that has a legitimate practice to sell. No mystery about it. Uh, but if we think there's something going on, we're going to tell the buyer, you better do some extra due diligence here. I'm not sure, but I've heard a rumor or something like this. So anyway, uh, that's scenario number one. Let's go to scenario number two. What happened in this case? Uh, private buyer. Um, the private buyer wants to get this over with. And uh, it's a simple sale. Not a big deal. But the seller figured he'd hold out because he just got, as soon as he put it on the market, all of a sudden we got several deals came in. You know, several opportunities came in uh, for a record sale. But we thought the best opportunity was the one record sale doctor that's going to uh, 
pay in full up front rather than wait for the money to come in like you know per uh, per patient per charge and pay pay the doctor the seller a portion of that i prefer not to do that but it got delayed and delayed because the seller was not sure how they wanted to proceed then the then the uh seller wasn't sure about the lease situation in, in the office, how that was going to work. If you check with the landlord, landlord was on vacation. And then the uh, seller's uh, attorney, who's not a dental attorney, was on vacation for a week and a half. This is in the summertime. We lost two, three weeks because the landlord was on vacation because the uh, seller's favorite attorney not a dental attorney, was on vacation. Granted, it's in the summertime. I said, please, just engage the dental attorney. They're always available. They only work on dental deals most of the time. Engage this guy. Uh, it, it, it'll work out great for you. But didn't want to listen. So we lost a week and a half or more. So 10 days because the landlord was away on vacation. And 10 days because the... Uh, the special attorney from the seller was on vacation. Then we lost another eight to ten days again, and this was because the buyer ran into some personal issues, let's call it. You know, some family issues that occupied his his or their time. Understandable. But, you know, had the seller move faster, we could have had possibly had the deal locked up before the buyer ran into their personal issue delays. So now you have 10 days, 10 days, eight days. That's almost a month that we've lost in time. Solution, the buyer, the seller should have moved rapidly, put, engaged a dental attorney immediately, put the deal together, and we would have been well along our way, along with the closing, before the buyer ran into personal issues and or before the seller had to wait a week and a half, 10 days to hear from his special attorney. You know, it, that's just how it happens. So there's there's the second delay, you know. <clears throat> then we had another uh, situation where we're behind again because the seller started getting cold feet. Even though a letter of intent was rendered, because it happened so fast, because buyers came in so fast that the uh, the seller wasn't sure he had the right price. Now they already decided on a price, but the seller said, "Well, the people came in so fast, so fast. Maybe there's more." Seller began dragging their feet. I'll get back to you. My attorney's on vacation. Same story. I have to review this. Meanwhile, the buyer gave a very good price. Is just waiting and waiting. You know, actually, I have a fourth, uh, fourth one too. I'll talk about. Uh, so the buyer's just waiting and waiting, and uh, now we're delayed. We've lost at least three weeks for the buyer just slowly moving their feet. I mean, it was just ridiculous. All right, and now the the buyer, you know, the seller uh, dragging their feet. Now that we're talking, I have another one. I'm thinking about. Finally, we got a buyer. The practice has been out there a year, year and a half. We've got a great buyer, but the you know real estate's going down a little bit. Interest rates are going up. So this buyer, after a year uh, on another deal, is, is offering less money than previous buyers, which the seller said no to. 
It's taken the seller three weeks to get back. And the seller is now hanging on to, this is slowing up the deal now. The seller is hanging on to the previous buyers who made offers that the seller didn't accept. Buyer, the seller cannot get their arms around the fact the market's changed, the interest rates have gone up, uh, the real estate values have gone down, and the cost of money, loans have gone up. It's just, what are you going to do? People are offering a little less money. Seller can't get the arms around it. For some reason, the seller is just delayed. I guess they're just thinking something miraculous is going to happen. I don't know what they're doing, but I think that's what's happening. They just can't accept it, so they don't do anything. That is delaying that one, too. I mean, it's just crazy. So there's always delays. What the answer is, you, as a seller or as a buyer, you've got to be proactive. You've got to have a proactive bank that knows how to put these deals together, a dental bank, a proactive attorney. That's hopefully a dental attorney that can put the deals together. And you as the buyer have to be on your game monitoring every week. Call us, call the attorneys, call your bank. Do everything in your control to move things forward. Now, as a seller, and I have one of those sellers right now as we speak, he is on it. On it every day, every weekend, making time. That's another thing. You as a buyer or seller, make time in your schedule. As soon as that letter of intent gets agreed to, you better cut out time in your schedule. And I know you're working for somebody else. Do whatever you have to. Take two-hour lunches. Do whatever you have to. Cut back your days a little bit just to leave time an hour a day. Work on this. Don't wait till the weekend. And the same thing for you as a seller. Your control of your schedule. You cut back on your hours a little here or there. You make time in your schedule. You make two-hour lunches. Not to eat. But to just focus on this, return phone calls. Two hours should be enough time to get back to your attorney or whatever, uh, you know, whoever you have to meet. Two hours should be plenty of time um, that will give you that time. But these are the way that you will move that. That's how you play the role. Proactive buyer, proactive seller with great people around you. We as a, a brokers, I believe we can be extremely helpful because if you can't get anywhere, we'll call the attorneys on the weekend. We'll email them on the weekend. What's going on? We want to be set up for Monday morning. That we want to have that set up on, on Saturday and Sunday. Be ready for a Monday morning. These are some of the solutions. Uh, we feel that we're different as brokers. We can hustle. We have the infrastructure. We have the team. We're just going to get on it. You want to go to closing, we're not going to slow you up. We're going to be on this 24-7 because we enjoy it. And this is every day except Christmas. We don't ever say, oh, we're on vacation. We can't deal with that. No, 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 no. You're on vacation. You can't go on your email on vacation. You don't have a little break somewhere. And then if you're in an area that doesn't have cell service, then I'll get a, uh, a satellite phone. We'll be able, you can reach us. And if I need a satellite phone, I'll get one. I haven't needed it yet. But if I start traveling a bit, um, I'll get a sat phone. You won't have any trouble. My team is available. They'll monitor. So we're not going to be the excuse that you can't uh, get this deal done. We're on this 24-7 for you. Let's get this together. These are three, four different scenarios of what happened and why the delays. Thank you, bye.